Today is a good day to fly and a good day to die. Peace through story. Mm. Well, when you tell us a story, we get to see into your eyes. This really matters. Ignite a story in you. Welcome back to The Rhonda Swan Show. I've been loving the conversations I've been having with change makers, entrepreneurs, and people that are doing amazing things with their work. You know, when we started this first, or this next series, which is, I think we're on season five right now, my mission was to bring in those that are leaving an impact on the world, that are truly taking their gifts and helping others helping change this this energy and the frequency that's happening right now, especially in the world with all the things that are happening. And I decided to bring on an amazing woman today. You are going to absolutely love her. In fact, um, she is a award winner. Uh, Her name is Michelle Gabriel. She's actually the CEO and founder of Story by Design. Now, Michelle has used the power of story for more than 40 years to sit in private meetings with Ronald Reagan to speak about peace in Uganda, Costa Rica, and Iraq. She has done powerful things with her message and her storytelling. She's not just inspirational, but incredibly intriguing. I'm really excited to have you here with me today. Michelle Graveyard, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm fine, and thank you so much for inviting me, Rhonda. I'm delighted to spend some time with you. You know, I I love your work. I love who you are. In fact, I um, met you in our Women Gone Wild uh, uh, series, our storytelling series. We for the the upcoming book. In fact, we'll talk about because you're one of the authors in the next book. But in the first yeah. book, we decided to have a storytelling segment, and you came on. And I, I seriously, Michelle, you you dropped me into such a space when you just started to tell your story and teach our authors how to really tell a connected story. So what had you really stepping out into the world as a professional storyteller and how has that impacted your life? Oh, wow. That's a big question. I'll see if I can do it in that in a smaller time frame. Well, first of all, thank you very much. That that means everything to me because it's all about touching the heart and mm-hmm. that's what matters in our storytelling. We want our stories to land into people, inside of people in a way that they can keep working them long past the telling. Yeah. And I have been doing this, as you said, for over 40 years as a professional storyteller. I do have a background. I was a former director of Children's Library Services, so I got to know storytelling and and promoting literature through sharing of story and also use story to help raise $2.8 million for the School of International Studies at the University of Washington by telling our story more effectively. But one morning I had a meditation, Rhonda, in my backyard and I, I saw this image of a globe. And the hands were holding it up like this. And the words over the top were peace through story. Mm. And I didn't exactly know what that meant. But what I knew was that I was supposed to go out into the world and create peace through story. I had no idea what that. You literally, I just want you to, I literally have goosebumps. I'm like, wow, that really sat well. What am I 
So Rhonda, I had completed the campaign and I quit my job and without a strategy, without a plan and with a not very happy spouse at the time, I stepped out in telling stories. Mm. And I started out by storytelling in schools and, and ended up you know, working, t- uh, presenting at keynotes at conferences of librarians and teachers and so on and bringing literature to life through storytelling. That was how I started. And I learned some really valuable things during that time because I was ultimately in front of hundreds of thousands of children, not just in the United wow. States, but worldwide. But I, I never memorized a story and then told it. it is, storytelling is different mm. than story writing. So it has to be recast. But when I would tell stories in schools and I would watch the children's faces, I would notice when they seemed to lean in and really connect with the story. Mm. And yes. And then afterward, if I was you know, putting books in my car as I was leaving at the end of the day after five performances, and I would hear a child say, mom, mom, the storyteller came today and she told me a story about, and then they're retelling the story to the parent. Uh-huh. And I thought that's good because what that means is I've told the story in such a way as to activate the child's imagination mm. and to allow that story to stick, hmm? to stick. And then I would go back to a school maybe two, three years later, and some kid would come up to me and they would say, oh, Michelle Gabriel, you know that story you told in the first grade about that little boy that didn't follow directions very well? His name was uh, Epaminondas. And you remember how the butter came down on his face? And, and his mama loved him anyway? <laughs> and I would think to myself, Rhonda, you know what? If I'm telling a story that is sticking to a child that long, in that way, then I need to look at every story that I tell and make sure that it's worthy of staying in a child's heart and mind for that long. So I looked at stories and they could be funny, they could be this, they could be that, they were all of the above. But are those stories messages around generosity of spirit mm. and compassion and love and empathy and forgiveness and, and, and celebrating one another's diversity? And so I selected stories that I felt had staying power and that I felt were worthy in, of staying with a child. And, and then the same thing would happen with adults. So, Michelle, you know that workshop you did eight years ago? Well, you remember that story you told about? And I'm thinking, okay, this really matters. And so for me, Rhonda, it's always been about helping my clients because now I work with people one-on-one and I would do leadership training and so on. When we're working with a person's story, I ask myself, what pieces of this individual story do we need to put together in such a form and tell it in such a way as to allow it to let the listener in, Mm. to allow it to let the listener engage and connect with the teller so that they're one in that incredible space of story, which is quite frankly where the magic happens, where the trust occurs, and where the resonance happens. Hmm? And being able to do that allows us then as human beings to relate and to connect with each other. And every story has both a personal side to it, meaning your unique experience, but it also has a universal application or a universal connection. 
And so I look for both so that when I'm telling that story, if I tell it well, what I would like for it to do is to not only bring us closer together, but also to ignite a story in you. I, I, Michelle, I love this so much. It, it, as you were speaking, right, it brings me into so mm -hmm. many moments. You know, first off, as certainly as kids, that's what we know, like stories are everything because children remember them, right? They learn that's from right. them, you know, there's that's so right. many, you know, fables and, and lessons within our stories um, that we teach our children. But you also that's brought right. me into like a space, you know, I'm a speaker, right? And I remember speaking on stage and watching, or actually I remember watching from the, the, from the uh, audience before I was speaking and mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Bob Proctor's, you know, you know, rest in peace is, you know, mentor of yes. mine. And, and yes. um, it, was, it was an amazing storyteller. You know, you would just get engulfed yes. in the way that he was telling his stories and you just wanted to listen. Yeah. And I remember before I was getting ready to go on speaking on stage after Bob, um, I was like, gosh, I just, like I'm just was melted into his demeanor and just the way that he let the story out. And I said to Bob before I went on, I was like kind of nervous and I was like, Bob Proctor, hi, I'm Rhonda Swan. I'm getting ready to go speak after you. Can you tell me how did you, how did you bring them in? How did you tap in? And how do you bring the audience in? And he looked at me and this like, you know, big, tall Bob Proctor style. And yeah, he looked at me and yeah, said, like, yeah. look them in the eyes and touch yes. their heart. Yes. And it changed me as a speaker. And I think, um, especially for like, you know, leadership and, and you were talking about adults, you, you've worked a lot in, um, you know, in corporations and leadership. How is that really, how would you say this type of storytelling can help and translate also into leadership and into business as well? Completely. But before I do that, I do want to make one comment about Bob's yeah. coming to you because <laughs> that reminded me of a story around it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there was, a, I was teaching teachers how to tell stories and, and this third grade teacher said one day to his students, because it was like a five week class, and he said to them, would you like me to read you a story or tell you a story today? And the children said, oh, we want you to tell us a story, tell us a story. And he said, why would you rather I tell you a story rather than read you a story? Mm. And one of the children said, well, when you tell us a story, we get to see into your eyes. Oh. Yes. See, that's, that's it. That's, <laughs> okay. that's it. Couldn't resist. Got to get that in there. Okay. I love it. So, yes. <laughs> he probably so, said that to me, too, and I just didn't remember because I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now you have two stories, Rhonda. Now you have two stories. But um, but it's so true. And, you know, so often in the corporate world, we're, we're looking at our, our slides on the screen. Mm. Every time we turn and do that, we're disconnecting. And what people are pining for, I think now more mm. than ever, they want us. Yeah. They want connection. They want to see into our eyes. They want to feel us. They want to engage with us. You know, and, and honestly, you know, it isn't, I say to people, this is not about performance. Even as a speaker, it's not about performance. It is about co-creation. Can you tell your story in a way that allows the listener in with mm. you, you know, and sometimes if we're too much performing, especially in a corporate environment, that's actually pushes people away yeah. rather than bringing them in. Hmm? Mm. And so I say, look, you know, all they're looking for is authentic authenticity. You know, people used to say to me when I started entering the corporate world about 25 years ago, they said, oh, you're the storyteller. You're going to help us put a spin on a story. And 
And because they got kind of a bad rap, you yeah. know? So I said, well, actually, no, because I wouldn't be serving you if I did. Yeah. Because the people that you lead are very smart mm. and they will figure it out that you're putting a spin on a story. My goal here is to help you find an authentic connection to your messaging mm. so that you can speak it from a place of integrity. And if we cannot find a connection between you and your messaging, your organization is better served to have someone else carry that message. And you are better served not speaking it because it is going to erode your credibility mm. with the people you're leading. Oh, it's so big. So that's you why know. I'm here, and that's what we're here to do the work. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I love your work. I know that my audience, especially, you know, they're entrepreneurs, and they do run big companies, yes. and it's such a, a vital piece. I, I remember hearing before, it's not really what you say, it's actually how mm -hmm. you make people feel, right? That's right. And I think that's, that's right. it's, and it's not as hard as others would think. Like, I know, you know, so many get so stuck in, like, the structured and the marketing type of way to talk, right? Because yes, they're like, this is, yes, but man, yes. just to weave in your natural ability of just telling stories is so connected and it, and it helps increase not only your value connection to your, your, your uh, employees, but then mm -hmm. allows your, you know, your, your customers to tap in. You know, I've, I've been in branding for, you know, 15, 15 20 years. And it's always yeah. about that. You know, it always comes back yeah. to like, what is the story? and the values that you want to tell and your company wants to tell. to tell. So what That's would you right. say then, Michelle, like for, uh, I know you have different courses that you run. Um, mm -hmm. What kind of things that you do do with, let's say, you know, speakers, authors, coaches, consultants that want to bring this mm -hmm. message? Like what type of work do you do with them? You know, that's a great question, Rhonda. And actually, I find for many of my clients in the last uh, years is really working one-on-one -on -one coaching because everybody has a different need. I do workshops, I do online courses, but oftentimes someone that is getting ready to go do an online masterclass, for example, mm -hmm. or they're out speaking or they, they're launching a business, they're talking to investors, then what they need is that one-on-one -on -one coaching mm -hmm. to be able to really unearth yeah. the deeper story. And you know, it's interesting, Rhonda, because sometimes the story we think we want to tell ends up not being the story. It's, it's underneath that. And it takes questions and listening. And part of, I think, my skill set is being able to listen deeply mm. and hear the story that's not being told yet. Yeah. And to mirror that back to a person, what I'm hearing, and they went, what? Really? Oh my gosh. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you go, yeah, it's there. But you have to listen. And often we're not we're in our own lives, so we don't see who we are the way another person sees us. But often we also don't don't hear ourselves being reflected back. Yeah. And my goal always is to reflect back to that, that, that those threads that we can go deeper, deeper, deeper. I've had people who have I've heard, for example, on a on a on a Zoom call or something, a master class, you know, that somebody's doing. And I, I know there's a story there, but I know we're not getting to the heart of it. And then I've worked with them and then to watch them after and people leaning yeah. in and writing comments in the chat. When I see that, what it's telling me is that the story, because we chose to go deeper, is resonating. The other thing I've noticed, Rhonda, is sometimes we have too big of a story mm. and we try to tell too, too much. Too many details. And 
less is more. Yeah. It's better to reenact, relive, because that's what you're doing. You're telling a story, reliving a moment, so the listener has access mm. and their imagination. They can be there with you. So it's better to choose moments, key moments, and work with those. So like in a writing process, you write a lot, and then what goes on the floor and what ends up being elevated so that when you tell that story, the point that you're wanting to make is embedded in the story so that by the time you get to the end of it, the, the listener already has the point. They've come up to with it to themselves. They yeah. have made it the point. You didn't tell them what the story was about. They figured it out. More importantly than that, they have created their own meaning from the story you've told, mm. which means the chances of it lasting longer, sticking longer, impacting them longer is greatly increased. So that's how I work with people. We work to do that because Rhonda, we have stories that world needs desperately. This is exactly the work that you are engaged mm -hmm. in. And we need to hear these stories and because they, they shift us, they shape shift us, they change us, they, they, they shift our consciousness and they allow us to look at the world differently. All right. Mm -hmm. Someone just wrote me and said, Michelle, if only the KGB could hear you storytell. And I said, well, right. they actually heard me in the 80s. I was in yep. <laughs> the former Soviet Union nine times doing peace work. Uh, so I laughed. And then someone said, yes, but, you know, you are a fairy godmother. That's the name they gave me when I did a film series that reached 50 million people. And they said, um, as a fairy, of course, they could never control you. So that would never work anyway. <laughs> I said, well. You were right about that. But the point is, our stories have that capacity. And I love working with people that have a story, but it's it's rough around the edges. It's not fully formed. We can go deeper, unearth more. And so that when they speak, they speak with power and they speak with, they speak wisdom. They speak medicine. Mm. Oh, I love that. They speak medicine. I think that's, you know, yeah. yeah, because even if we're looking at what's going on in the world right now, right, these shifts, yeah. we can't continue to do the same thing. And I think that no. those, um, you know, the, the wisdom keepers and our, our leaders of this world, the moment they really learn just to tap mm -hmm. and be real and be authentic and, and connect to people's heartstrings, our planet will shift. Right. And stories are the underlying, you know, factor of shifting that, that consciousness. You know, Rana, I'm, I'm working with display students right now at Ukraine National, mm -hmm. uh, Odessa National University, where I actually had taught, taught storytelling uh, back in 1988. I made nine trips to Odessa. I traveled across the country with my young storytellers for peace program and teachers for peace mm. program. And and I but these students now some are across Ukraine. And then also in the bordering countries, the Czech uh, Republic, the Hungary, Poland, France, and they're devastated. I mean, they're 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 going through so much. Those that are in Ukraine, in Odessa, for example, are hearing the bombs and the sirens go off. The other day, one girl said, you know, they were going for a walk in the park for the first time in weeks, and the sirens went off, and they she and her friends spent three hours in a bomb shelter. That was their outing. Wow. And so I'm working with these young people, telling them stories, taking them into the land of faraway places, because we need to take a break. Mm. In times like these, we need a break. We need a break. It was like, you know, we need to leave this for a moment and go somewhere else that is comforting and nurturing, which is what story does. 
But then also I'm working with these young people and creating their own personal stories about the new Ukraine and their role in it. And as they tell me about their interests and their values, and then I'm saying, well, have you thought about it? Could you possibly be, or what about this? And I'm mirroring back to them their own potential. Yeah. And it is so thrilling, Rhonda, to see what's happening to them. Yeah, it's like it's you're reshaping like, this. You're reshaping the perspective that they might even have on this current situation, right? I mean, that's one student at one student at a time. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, if, you know, the last two years, people can look at it and say, oh, "It was the worst time in the world." Oh my gosh, it was horrible. Or, gosh, like for us, when my family speaks, we're like, we were more connected. We spent more time together. We learned more about ourselves. Yeah. I think it's yes. really a beautiful thing in the work that you're doing, Michelle. Um, before we go, though, I'm real excited because you're also an author in the next. Uh, book. You're one of the authors yes. um, of the Wealth Edition uh, that's yes. coming out in June. And if you're watching this now, it comes out June 8th. So you'll be able to get access. If, you've, if it's past June 8th, you can always go get the book in Amazon. But Michelle, would you share about a little bit about your chapter? Are you talking about the storytelling? Are they going to yes. be able to get yes. some of that structure inside of the book? Uh, well, I think my message in the book really Rhonda is about follow your heart and mm. trust the process. Yeah. That's really my message. Mm. I mean, who would have thought that saying yes to a, to a globe and a hands holding it and peace through story yeah. would take me, you know, to, to across the U S and around the world storytelling, take me to the former Soviet union, take me to Iraq, take me to founding the storytelling residency program at children's hospital. And then the last 26 years working with adults, communicating their own stories so they could be more effective mm. leaders. My message to people is when you get a nudge and a, and a, and a, and a, and a push and an insight Listen. and a vision, trust it, follow it. Yes, there'll be tough times. Yes, there'll be challenges. Yes, there'll be setbacks. But let me tell you something. And I can say this, Rhonda, now at age almost 77, I think you and I have a birthday just about the same yes. day, if I'm not recall. If I'm June recalling. 3rd is what mine. Day? What day? June what 3rd. Day? What? June what? 3. June, honey, I'm June 4. Yes. I mean, we are I like sisters, girl. We are like oh, Gemini. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Gemini's. Okay. So let me tell you. At age 77, when I think back on my life and the things that matter, it's because I said yes. It's because I said yes. So my message in the book mm. is your wealth is in your being able to know that because you lived, someone else benefited, someone else, mm. their life improved because of something you did, Your their lives are enhanced because of something that you did by virtue of just being you, do it, trust it, be it. Because um, looking back on my life, you know, I, there's a saying I love and I use it a lot and, and it, it's from in the indigenous cultures and it's today is a good day to fly and a good day to die. Mm. And I want to live every single day of my life that it's a good day to fly, but it's also a good day to die Ooh, yeah. because I have completed my mission yeah. on that. planet Earth. I love that, Michelle. Thank you. I love your work. Um, where can people that are watching this you know, find more about your one-on-ones, the workshops that you do? 
Absolutely. Well, um, I, of course, I'm on all the social media handles, but if you go on to my website, michellegabriel.com, uh, and then you'll see uh, all links to all the other social media. You'll also see some uh, videos and podcasts and so on that I've done so you get a feeling. And it also outlines all the different services. And honestly, give just get on a call with me. Let's talk about what's going on in your life and how I can be of service because my commitment is for you to be able to fully express the truth and, and medicine that's in you with the voice that you have and to enable you to have the impact you want to have in the world. Well, I thank you so much. We all deserve that. And I know, you know, just being just being in the entrepreneur space, right? Like learning how to do this work and communicate better will not only help you be just a better connector, but leave a bigger impact with your message. So Michelle, thank you so much. I cannot wait to have this book launching and for all of us to come together with Women Gone Wild, really sharing our true authentic stories. Like what is our bigger message in the world and how are women coming together to show that we get to fail. We get to fail fast and we get to fail forward. And the more that we do that together, the greater the world will be. So thank you, my dear, for being here. I appreciate you Thank you, it's been a gift. Thank you so much for letting me. Be a spend some time with you uh, in Bali, which is a, I've been on my bucket list, as you well know. <laughs> of course, I'm in Costa Rica. It's that's not too shabby either. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to come but, and visit. But you it's been a pleasure. Thank Costa you, Rhonda. Thank you, my dear. Okay. Well, everyone, imagine. Think about your story. Think about the way you're connecting. Are you tapping into that truest essence of yourself when you're sharing your message? When you're sharing about the impact you want to leave on the world? We are all here to make an impact and a difference in someone's life. But imagine doing it with such grace and authenticity. Telling your story or sharing your message in a way that moves someone. Like you're telling a story to a a six-year-old that's sitting down on their pillows just watching every and listening to every word you say. This is the new form of, of not only marketing, but connection and creation and leaving an impact. So I hope today's show inspired you to start telling your story in a different way. Reach out to my guest, Michelle, and utilize her services and how you can not only be a better communicator, better entrepreneur, but deliver your message in such a more authentic and beautiful way. Uh, It's so great to have everyone here. Please make sure that you are leaving comments and messages down below on the impact that you got from today, the lessons and the value you received from today. And don't forget, the Women Gone Wild book series is out. June 8th is where we're officially launching the Wealth Series, and that is only the W in Wild. Next book is launching next year is Intuition, the Leadership and Diversity to Encompass a fully engulfed and graced wild woman that wants to leave an impact on the world. Well, everyone, thanks again for being here. We'll see you on the next show. Don't forget to be unstoppable and stay wild.